All right. It is uh, Kill Radio and KPFK on the podcast. And this is another edition of Bike Talk. That, of course, in the background, uh, the Bike Oven's resident artist uh, from a couple months ago, Pixel, who also does some musical mashups. Um, I believe that was, and uh, you have to correct me here, Feel That Way. And I kind of figured that's... That's how we should be feeling, feeling upbeat, feeling happy, because, and this all ties in, the anti-harassment uh, uh, bill got voted up, and it just didn't get voted up. We're going to hear exactly how it got voted up. Later on, we're going to hear from uh, Eric. Hopefully, he'll call in with a report about the Tour de France. Andy Schleck, Schleck uh, from uh, Belgium doing his best. Is it kind of that tradition of Eddie Merck and everything? Um, and um, what else we got? Oh. We hopefully have got a couple guests coming in, and we'll tell you more about them. Um, just all sorts of stuff to fill your morning. But first, as mentioned, here's a little bit of the post-press conference from last Wednesday's, that's right, anti-harassment. And you're going to say, hey, why should I be interested in this? I just want to ride my bike as I watch somebody mash up this hill. Man, he's doing great. Wow, he should be in the Tour de France. Anyway, coming up on... Um, a little bit before uh, 10 o'clock here, a little bit after 10 o'clock here on a Saturday. It is Bike Talk. Here we go with uh, the anti-harassment press conference last week at City Council Chambers downtown off of Spring Street. cycling issue it was the day of the laker parade right uh and i didn't go to the parade uh for a lot of reasons this is uh, mr rosenthal and uh, wendy gruel held pretty much her last committee meeting and it was uh, on cyclist issues and i sat in the room and i, I must say I, I was blown away by the energy of you all and, and the commitment you had to yourselves and then i had a personal situation where Manuel canyon road rage uh, got involved with one of the particular people who live in, in the canyon and he literally uh, hurt two cyclists uh, out of his rage and uh, that was absolutely uh, unexcusable and then I went down to microbike uh, uh, over there on Venice Boulevard Alex Thompson's place and I met a young man there that the face was completely uh, distorted uh, and that was another hit and run situation. And at those two incidences really made me uh, say, if I can accomplish anything in this job, we're going to get a five-year bike plan in place, which we did, and the mayor signed it, and all the colleagues made it step one. But more importantly, right now, for everybody standing behind me, to give you some protection, to give you some support, and give you some recourse when somebody uh, does something abusive to you, be it verbally or be it physically. And I heard so many anecdotal stories of cyclists, in fact, being so vulnerable and being so abused on the road that enough is enough is enough. And so I want to thank all of you, frankly. Michelle, God bless you. You always kept a smile on, no matter what the scenario was, to keep going. Um, and, and i got to thank everybody standing behind me and the leadership of Tom LaBonge and all my council colleagues that you heard speak today, that it became for everyone a no-brainer. Everybody needs uh, to have support. And when Chief Beck jumped in and did what he did, I, I just thought we were on the right direction. So today is a historic moment. 
we in the city of Los Angeles have created a new law that will be a template for the rest of the nation. Cyclists no longer should be abused in any way, shape, or form. They should have basic rights on the road, just like an automobile does. The car culture is over. It's time for the multicultural strategy of pedestrians, cyclists, motorcycle people, public transportation, and the automobile. And we all experienced it last weekend when the cars were not on the road and people were bicycling and they were walking and they were taking public transportation. The air was cleaner and it was more peaceful. So we realized we can move around without having to get in an automobile. But people like me at my age, I'm very nervous and afraid to get on a bike. And now I feel a lot more confident after going on a bike uh, and putting on the helmet and obeying the law, which means stopping at stop signs and putting out my directional hand and showing the respect for the laws like I should, but also knowing that going forward with this potential law that I think now is it going to happen, the mayor will sign it, uh, gives us the kind of support we should have when we get on a bike. So it's a historic moment, and I want to thank everyone who played a major role in this. I want to thank you, Alex Baum, because you have been fighting the fight for the last 40, 50 years for all of us. You've never given up. And this is a real fine moment, and I want to dedicate it to you for all you've done. And all of you. That's it. Uh, if somebody would like to speak, That's Mr. LeBond, uh, uh, would you like to say something? Say something real quick. Oh, of course you can. You can speak all you want. What happens in a city, it evolves. And Los Angeles is absolutely evolving. And the place of the cyclist does belong on the streets of Los Angeles. And I'm just proud of Mr. Rosendahl and his work. I'm extremely proud of my longtime friend, Alex Baum, who is the only person in this room probably in this city hall today that has a bridge named after him, the Alex Baum Bridge. It's a bicycle bridge on the Los Angeles River at Los Feliz. We love Alex, and he was there for Mayor Bradley, Mayor Reardon, who was a great champion of cycling, uh, Mayor Hahn, and Mayor Viragosa. This man's special, but all these people are special, including these two guys right here, because his daddy rides the ride. He doesn't just walk the talk. He rides the ride. And I saw him at Lucille and... Uh, and uh, at sunset one morning, and we chatted just a bit, and we caught up. But it's important to be out and to ride. Enjoy a love of Los Angeles, and you'll love it more if you're on a bike. I'm going back to council. Thank you, JJ. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, everybody. I'd like you to say, can I say one thing. Of course you can. Yeah, sure. I want to congratulate Bill Rosendahl. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he got on a bicycle for the first time in 40 years. <laughs> and he really charged at it, too. It was, it was, it was This is Roadblock uh, commenting there about uh, Bill. I said, everybody out there, we can all get on a bike. It'll bring back our, our memories when we were children, but also you get to experience it much differently than a car. You can feel the wind, you can see the flowers, you can see the people. It's getting down to earth, literally, uh, and it can be a very healthy experience for you as well. So this is the beginning of me getting back on a bike. A year ago, a year ago, we were in our summer ride series, and I drove by the mayor's house two weeks before he had his uh, ride experience. It caused him to focus on it. So I take a little credit to the mayor involved because he saw how much fun I was having with a hundred constituents riding a bike through Windsor Square. And I got a ride tonight, every Wednesday night. We ride tonight at the Mohol and Fountain at six o'clock. So if anybody's free, be at the Mohol and Fountain at six o'clock. We're going to ride the river. 
and then through Brisbane Park. I'm back in council, but back to you, yeah. Mr. Rosenthal. Yeah, and I'm voting no on that Supreme Court action. <laughs> all right, I'll tell them. Vote no. Okay, see you. Yes. All right. We have to vote. Since Bill wants me to say something. This is Len from the Bicycle Advisory Committee. Could not have happened without the full support of the council. Bill led the charge. Tom Abange, Uzar, all of the council members have gotten behind this thing. And the vote of 12 to nothing is as indicative of anything that we're ever going to see, how serious the city council is and the mayor. Uh, and as an appointee of the mayor to the Bicycle Advisory Committee, I can tell you, having spoken to him, he totally supports this. And we will continue this process a step at a time. And we'll make it a better city. And this is just another great step. This one puts a little teeth into it that we haven't had before. And for the Bicycle uh, Advisory Committee, uh, just. We are just delighted that this has happened, and we will continue to push for other laws like this that help to improve the safety of cyclists on the city streets in Los Angeles. Thanks. You now, Alex, please wrap it up with a comment of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say is golden. Just right. close your eyes. Just want to say that, that such a great day for us, the cycling, I never dreamed it would happen. I remember when they said, I went to Mervate and I said, you're not doing anything for cycling. So he says to me, why don't you do something? When I formed the Bicycle Advisory Committee, when today is really the glory day of bicycling. Thank you to you and everybody who's been involved. Thank you very much. It's been the final of my life. Thank you. That's Alex Baum, and basically, uh, for those of you that don't know, Alex Baum not only has a bridge named after him, but he was, uh, uh, I guess he was sort of um, nominated or appointed by uh, Mayor Bradley, so that was a while ago, um, and um, he was the first one on the, on the committee to do something for cycling, and in fact, he has that bridge over there by the Five in Atwater that's named after him. Um, I, I don't think it was just like, hey, let's name a bridge after you. I mean, the mom riders, in theory, have a bridge named after them. But, no, this was a, an official kind of thing that um, the city of L.A. came out for. I think it was also the fact that uh, you, you look at Alex and you say, oh, what, what is he? Like, you know, uh, he's still getting around, which is pretty incredible, uh, gauging all the stuff he's been through and bicycling and stuff. So, um if you if you know anything about Alex, he's he's quite a quite a character, and uh, it was kind of fun because when I got there, he was just getting there, and, and I said, "Hey, let me let me get the door for you." He kind of looked at me like, "Oh yeah, right. I'm going to need that door open for me. It's uh, those huge city council doors." So we're going to hear from inside the city council. I just wanted to preface this uh, because the audio, while it was carried on Channel 35, the audio inside the chamber itself, you can barely hear it, which is kind of a strange concept for um, not only myself being in radio and and something of a sound kind of uh, what, what do they call it sound prude sound officiato or whatever you want to call it uh, tape head if you if you go back to uh, Grateful Dead yeah I really care about hearing stuff and here they are voting on all these issues millions of dollars and you can barely hear everybody with the bad acoustics it, you, you know what I'm going to talk to him about maybe improving it. Um, along those lines, uh, we just want to mention that also tonight over at Materials and Application, you go, whoa, whoa, how did we get from talking about bike issues to Dub Lab? Well, 
it it all ties in. You get to see what uh, sound is in a space that isn't um, acoustically reinforced with pillows. They're having an all night thing tonight, and you're saying, is it really bike related? I don't know. After a long bike ride, it'd be nice to be lulled to sleep with uh, some. Um, golden kind of tones so that's tonight over at the eagle rock uh, uh, eagle rock center for the performing arts uh located off of colorado and eagle rock boulevard uh that's tonight from eight to eight in the morning tomorrow and you're going whoa night owl yep that's what we do here at kill radio and if you can't catch that um listen in later We'll hopefully be able to bootleg it, but we're not promising anything. Anyway, let's get back to the press conference here on Kill Radio, anti-harassment issue. What is exactly going to change, and how will it be enforced? Uh, what it means is that a cyclist, if they feel they've been harassed on the road, uh, can get triple damage. Can get triple damages for it, uh, at, at least a minimum of a thousand dollars. So it means lawyers will take on uh, clients of knowing that there is an opportunity for them to get paid. You don't have to be just a wealthy person who has a problem. So it sends a message to people in an automobile that cyclists have rights. And if you harass them verbally or if you harass them physically, and we heard anecdotal stories where both have happened, you could be subject to the law. The law could be fined and also could be criminal action taken. This gives a cyclist the opportunity to hire lawyers who realize that now there is a law on the books that gives them the ability to fight back if they're being harassed in any way, shape, or form. That's the good news of this. And this will send a message not just to the city of Los Angeles, but throughout the nation that cyclists should have those rights as basic rights. Automobile drivers have these rights all the time. And when they get into this, you know, road rage, uh, that kind of activity uh, uh, could be vulnerable to them, but if somebody has a road rage with a cyclist, cyclist is extremely vulnerable. They have very little protection, maybe the helmet, uh, but that's about it. And, and, and so it gives them that comfort level that if someone is abusing them, they have a legal recourse. But if it's not witnessed by a law enforcement officer, what Well, it allows what lawyers to start a process that uh, lawyers know how to do. Uh, and in fact, you could answer that better than me as a lawyer. Come on up yeah, over sure, here. Sure. Isn't this the dilemma? We're gonna, Russ is going to explain this to us, but uh, that, that's the dilemma I think we all face. If, if things don't happen in front of cops or it's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest, does it mean that uh, a bicyclist got hurt by the tree? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, that's, that's the dilemma. Do you need the human to experience it, or do you need the uh, bicyclist to to tell you, hey, I got hit? Are those cops going to believe you? <laughs> Apparently, in some cases, no. But now, uh, at least there'll be some sort of recourse, I hope. Maybe it's education on all our parts. Anyway, let's hear what uh, Ross said. Um, he's been on a number of rides. He's always out there with his kids. Uh, I have the hardest time remembering the names. I've, I've got one down, Harrison. There you go. But here's Ross Hirsch. Um, I, I think he's just our, our resident in-house authority on this. He's going to tell you a little bit about it from the legal point of view at the press conference. It is Bike Talk here on uh, Kill Radio and KPFK on the podcast. What this law does, it follows other environmental laws that provide a, a private right of action to a citizen when there is 
uh, a harassment on the road. Right now, sure, the criminal laws are still in place where our DA or our city attorney could file a lawsuit and pursue criminal charges. However, like you heard testimony today, they're busy. They've got other things. They've got murders. They've got homicides. They've got drug charges. They've got busy calendars. This will empower a citizen to go hire an attorney because they can get attorney's fees, they can get treble damages or $1,000, whichever is greater, as well as possible punitive damages. So it really empowers the citizen as well as attorneys to bring these cases, to send the message to drivers, hey, you can't do this. It is, it's life and limb out there for cyclists. Like I said, we don't have a steel box around us. All it takes is a pothole or some gravel and we go down. If we go down in traffic, that can have significant consequences, if not death. So we need to protect these cyclists and that's why we're doing that. So this sends the message of enforcement. More cases maybe will be brought, but you still need, like you mentioned, you still need witnesses, you will still need a driver's license, uh, a, a license plate, perhaps a driver identification, you still need a good case. The facts still need to be there for you to bring this. And if you don't have that, if the driver just throws something at you, drives away, you're still out of luck. You still don't have a case. So that's really what the law is. It's a civil private right of action. For years we went a step shy of transportation. Now we are of transportation. That's the difference. Don't put yourself in Thank you all. I'm going to go back down to the council. Appreciate it. All right, so that's a little bit of the press conference, but uh, there's a few more questions here. And one of them we posed to uh, Roadblock. Don, why I got you up there, can I talk to you about uh, racing jets just for a second? Jet versus bike. You, you did the jet versus bike this weekend. Obviously it was a stunt, but uh, it brings to mind a lot of other things. That people, you actually got here faster than... Uh, so for those of you unfamiliar, uh, last week was Carmageddon, and it seemed to pass. We're going to hear more about Carmageddon in a while. But one of the things that happened was, uh, and I was waiting for him um, to, to come through here. Perhaps we'll delay this just a little bit because of uh, the fact that uh, our, our guests may be mentioning the idea of uh, jets, so to speak. But anyway... Uh, we're we're going to try and get to the public comment and see how uh, they orchestrated. You know, a lot of people thought this was a slam dunk, uh, not a slam dunk, that there was going to be a lot of opposition, uh, seeming almost like, a, let's just say, a, a civil rights kind of thing. Um, you know, who who's to give bicycle riders back their rights? And as I say this, you know, this is a big twist from last weekend. Um, the The road is just a mess today. If you can get on a bike, you'd be doing your best to help Mother Earth. I know there's a lot of people out here just because it, it is a hub here for transit uh, near the Kill Radio thing high above on the 25th floor here in the Koreatown kind of triad of Koreatown. Um, what is it? A his, historic Filipino town and, of course, um, the Rampart Village kind of uh, thing that uh, David Raquel can tell me more about the, I guess he's our neighborhood council guy. But um, anyway, uh, what we're trying to get to is the fact that uh, I, I believe we're doing our, our little bit and somebody even touched on that. Right now, we're going to see if we can't pull up some of the audio here. It's not the best, as I mentioned, but uh, we're going to try our best here at Kill Radio, doing a little bit of magic here 
uh, on the boards for Bike Talk. Um, await, awaiting some of our guests to call in, and uh, we're going to try and get through some of the email. Thank you for getting to that. Uh, Nick uh, is still away, and uh, he's left me, Chicken Leather, in charge of the board here, so to speak. Um, and today we've been talking about the anti-harassment uh is it bill or proposal that passed? We're going we're gonna to get more about that in a minute. So we, we, you heard what it's about, and you may be asking, hey, you know, how, how does this affect me? Well, you heard right there that uh, now you have some sort of basis for not only getting some representation from a, a lawyer, and you're saying, oh, God, do I really need a lawyer to ride a bike now? No, no, but it's the idea that um, just just like a um, an entity – in, in a car that has all this uh, kind of backing when a car hits a car, there's very little recourse when a car hits uh, a bike or, or even a pedestrian hits a bike. Uh, I know that uh, in other places, uh, and we're going to hear a little bit about it, uh, it's, if the bicycle hit a pedestrian, it would be uh, the bicycle is fifth. And similarly, I, I think there should be a blanket kind of assessment that it should be the uh, Excuse me, let me fix this. It should be the the car's fault. Excuse me. The car's fault if it hits a a bicyclist. So um, anyway, we're going to discuss that more. But right now, let's see if we can't pull up some of the public comment here on the issue. It is bike talk here. And you're downtown at the, that's right, big... City Council meeting on anti-harassment. Here's the discussion. Is anti-harassment of cyclists? And I'd like Stan to come on up and explain to the Attorney's Office uh, what this uh, piece of legislation is. This is uh, Bill Rosendahl in the Council Chamber. Will be the first in the nation. And frankly, uh, this proposal is designed to address uh, cyclists who are out there and vulnerable every time they get on a bicycle. It creates a private cause of action that allows cyclists who are victims of discrimination on the roadway to pursue the matter civilly rather than wait for law enforcement to act. Basically, the city will, as it does in other discrimination laws that establish a right to sue, provide for treble damages and attorney's fees. Generally, people who sue for a tort cannot recover attorney's fees. And so unless there are very serious injuries, or unless the person suing is wealthy, it is almost impossible to get an attorney to represent you. By allowing for the recovery of attorney fees, people might be able to get a lawyer to represent them, even if they are only slightly injured or did not suffer physical injuries. This ordinance is certainly not a cure, but it is one more step toward recognizing that our public streets are for all users, not just automobiles. I might say, uh, colleagues, that I personally haven't ridden a bike in over 30 years. I was actually afraid to get on a bicycle and get out there because I was afraid of being hit by a car. Uh, and uh, so two weeks ago, uh, I took a class, uh, I put the helmet on, and I got on a bicycle. Uh, and, and frankly, uh, it all came back, and, and I was out there with a group of cyclists on the roads, first on very private sort of, you know, uh, residential streets, and then we ended up on, on Venice Boulevard and also on Sentinella. Uh, and, you know, what we don't realize when we're just an automobile person is that the cyclist has rights too. 
And if they need to use a lane, we just have to be patient behind the cyclists instead of just pushing them off to the right. Because if you push them off too far to the right, there's no space between them and a parked car. And you need at least three feet there. Or somebody opens up their car door and can just nail you like that. So there are rights that should be as clear for all of us who ride our automobile for cyclists. And what this does is put some teeth out there for the cyclists when they have action. If I can necessarily turn to give a brief legal description, and there is public comment on this before we vote. Thank you, Mr. President. Good morning, City Attorney Dina Friel. Uh, the track ordinance before you creates a cause of action for bicyclists who are harassed because of their status as bicyclists. It establishes trouble damages um, of at least $1,000 for incident, authorizes an award of attorney's fees, and where warranted under state law, punitive damages. So this is some of the public comment on the proposal you just heard down at City Council, and here we go. This is the only dissident voice, uh, a gentleman uh, there. Apparently, somebody was telling me he, he gets there all the time and he comments uh, in negative on a lot of issues, almost like the um, fairness doctrine, so to speak. Of course, uh, as you know, some of us uh, in the broadcasting network, the fairness doctrine was uh, sort of in, in lieu of a lot of things. Uh, it may have started out uh, in its infancy with things like civil rights and... Um, uh, more of a political kind of balance to uh, left and right politics. 
And uh, everybody goes, where where does green come in? Where does the third party come in? Well, uh, they finally found this. I guess it was uh, sort of dropped by the FCC. But uh, in all fairness, <laughs> there it's it's the other side of the issue. And so um, we're we're going to play it for you here right now. The other side of this issue, you're saying, well, how can you have another side of an issue to to balance in civil rights? Well, this gentleman was looking at it more like, hey, if we're going to give bicyclists the rights and they have to be um and and you you heard mr uh city councilman rosendahl talk about like you know they have to be educated and stuff and i'm thinking it goes both ways but anyway here's his uh, viewpoint from this uh gentleman that was i guess you could say in the negative i'd like to believe he's more in the um let's just see not Let's see, uh, balanced. So here we go. So I read out brake lights. And the drivers, the riders should have helmets, just like motorcyclists. And the use of sidewalks. You have an ordinance that pertains to bicyclists who harass pedestrians on sidewalks. I'm all for making sure bicyclists are safe. But what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And they want to be on the streets. They need to also know that we need to maintain speed, just like the vehicle law states, the vehicle code states, maintain the speed of the highway. It's as fair to the driver as it is to the bicycle. And to give them one new credit, it's not fair. J.J. Hoffman is our next speaker. After that, we'll be Ross. from Ross earlier at the press conference, but we're going to hear from him again. He actually got up there with his kids, so um, 
Here we go. It's more from uh, Bytalk, the anti-harassment uh, hearing that went on last, uh, I think it was Wednesday morning. A lot of you uh, might have been employed, so you, you missed this. Uh, it, it, you know, all these things happen during the day. Like, this is, this is your job. And I, I know a lot of people can't get to these things, and that's part of uh, our little civic kind of community uh, uh, statement here to, to bring you some of the things that you, you can't get to. But this also means uh, the um, entertainment slash uh, kind of what, what makes the city more than just uh, the, so to speak, not just the ink on the paper, not just the printed word, but uh, the spirit of what that word means, uh, the ethical kind of uh, connotations with this. And today we're talking about the anti-harassment uh, uh, bill uh, that that kind of gives you the right as if we needed it before, but I, I think it sort of sets it down. Um, um, you, you'll have a balance to actually seek some sort of uh, civil kind of uh, equality there, at least in a court of law, uh, if your rights are violated by um, somebody else on the road, specifically a, a car if you're riding a bike. So that being said, here's. Russ to tell us more about this uh, in public hearing. As we said before, uh, Channel 35 usually carries this. That's the LA City Council channel that, that uh, broadcasts these things. And I think there's also a, um, a link to their audio. But as, as we've tried to do it before, these are huge files. And just your computer trying to download these things, it, it sometimes takes all day or something. So that's why we presented here. Now, a lot of us, uh, we haven't gotten any calls, but we got somebody commenting that, it, you know, they said, hey, you really did clean up the audio. It sounds better than when I'm there. And, yeah, we've, we've tried to do that. Uh, if you've ever been down in that city council thing, it's just like everything bounces. I mean, the sound just is like a ping pong ball down there. So, uh Without getting into the theory behind particles and sound and waves and stuff, we're going to present more of it. And, it, and once again, it's Russ here on, on Bike Talk on KPFK and uh, on the podcast and, of course, uh, Kill Radio to you. Let's let's get back to it. And uh, we're, we're answering as many answers on the, uh, the Twitter page here. I'm typing as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sounding a little bit like Hunter S. Thompson this morning. Here we go. Gonzo journalism in its full swing. Back to the city council. And she asked for a bicycle. And I showed her where the bicycle was. And right around the corner. And she said today was her first day biking in Los Angeles. She moved here from Boston. She's just starting school at Fiddle right here. And she chose to live in the Silver Lake district because there was a bike lane all along Sunset to get her to downtown. So that was the choice she made. I think that's a pretty responsible choice. Don't we want to support that choice? I think we want more people like that. Perhaps more people will move to Los Angeles. Perhaps more people will come to Los Angeles and spend their tourism dollars here if it is a cycling friendly neighborhood community to get from place to place. So we want to encourage that. Through that encouragement, this law will help us enforce cyclists' legitimate rights to the road. And through that enforcement, we also get education, education of drivers to let them know. So we minimize these interactions that potentially can create conflict between drivers. And through that education, through that enforcement, we also we get encouragement and we get more and more sites. I call those three E's. Encouragement, enforcement, and I want to mention the third one, equality. The way I see this is cyclist civil rights. Cyclists are vulnerable road users. I don't have a steel metal box around me. 
to protect me in case something comes into my way. A pothole is all it takes, or a little bit of gravel is all it takes when I get a water bottle from the meat to go down. God forbid I fall in traffic, there it goes. I need to get home safely for these guys. These guys need to ride safely. They're going to be riding on our road soon. We need to make sure that they can do it safely. I want them to bike to work. I want them to bike to school. They need to do it safely, and this law will help do that. It will send a message that cyclists are out there. Treat them respectfully. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for bringing the two young guests to City Council as well to enjoy their civics lesson. Uh, Ingrid Peterson is our next speaker. After that, will be Don Ford. Hello, good morning. Um, I come here in the name of reasonable, balanced um, traffic and load share, not just for bikes. So this is, uh, for all of you that uh, aren't familiar with our program, this is Ingrid, who was uh, instrumental in not only um, getting some sort of notice for the uh, 4th Street uh, Bicycle Boulevard, she's going to talk about it again shortly, but also uh, just doing a lot of um, uh, other civic things. I know I've been on a number of rides, including the Bollywood extravaganza she did on bikes, and you're going, what? What? What are you talking about? Bike talk is now deteriorated into some sort of cultural kind of Bollywood shouldn't, shouldn't we be like turning on channel 18 and watching um, all the all the vids no no instead of just watching the vids we went out and made our own vid on bikes and we're gonna we're gonna finally premiere it after a couple years I, I decided to I got tired of waiting around so I cut my own version of it and we're gonna be premiering that next week but in the meantime Ingrid here is going to be talking about this issue that's uh, uh, dear to her heart, and then we're going to hear from, of course, uh, Don or Roadblock uh, right afterwards. Uh, we heard from him a little bit, but um, we're still waiting our guests. Uh, we got here about five minutes late. We hopefully didn't miss them as they got coffee as we try to get them on the social network here. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how these things work with the smartphones? Yeah, right. Anyway, kill radio here. Back to Ingrid. There's there's some other nefarious kind of dealings going on here, not in not just not specifically with Ingrid, but uh, within the community as they push this bicycle uh, thing forward. And you're saying, how, how can there be some underlying current? Well, you know, they're they're saying, okay, we gave you this, now we don't have to do anything else, which I, I think is not what we're really looking for. We we need that east west kind of corridor. For, for travel, if only to eliminate some of the, the car traffic or, or other kind of traffic. And, and if you've ever taken 4th Street now, there's almost like a serenity to get on it. It's like, wow, this is how it used to be to get around the city. It's like it's sort of an understanding now with with not only riders and stuff and the sharrows and things that it's, it's, it's not perfectly safe, but it's a little safer and and the people that do get on this street, they they slow down. So imagine if that was like on two or three different streets, there there'd be that much more time to take it all in or something. It's almost like that that Simpsons episode where the television gets to be really boring, and so they turn off TV, and the kids mysteriously are in this operatic kind of like symphonic fantasy of how Los Angeles, or in this case, how Springfield is. And, and I'm looking at this, yes, it slipped there, how Los Angeles might be. But anyway, Chicken Leather holding his own speed here. Let's get back to Ingrid here at the city council meeting on Bike Talk. But to encourage all of us to look at this ordinance as a chance to see, that's what Ross is saying, to see it as a chance to educate everyone who's using bikes in the road, to share it. Um, and if that may I'd like to just take this opportunity to thank Ron, 
go into the reasonable, kind of no-brainer, like what Rosenthal was saying earlier. It's a no-brainer to think that we should protect our children, that we should protect people who choose to bike. I also, of course, have to talk, you know, and when I see cyclists, I usually don't try to, you know, hammer them or drive them off the road. And just for the record, you know, I have it in the case. People who leave out of their car and smack me and are intimidated. And for that reason, I think when women and children, when they approach riding a bike, they really want to see that there's a safety element that everyone kind of supports. I think what you're doing in this context is amazing. So thank you so much. And continue doing the good work. We, we can see what you're doing, and I personally really Don Ward is our next speaker. After that is Alison Hans. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Council, for considering this ordinance. Thank you, Bill Roosevelt, for bringing this ordinance here to the Council. And um, I just want to echo exactly what Ross Peter said. We want to create a culture in our city where people feel comfortable using active transportation. It's healthy, it's good for traffic, it's good for uh, reducing pollution. We should be able to see our kids uh, have the ability to ride safely to school, and this ordinance will help promote that kind of culture in our city. It's, it's, good, it's good for the health of the city. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Allison Miles is our next speaker. After that, is Jason. Hi.
God bless me for saying this, Carmageddon. Last weekend, we saw more bikes out there. I was out there. I was at first afraid to get, get on my bike and go out. I thought, oh boy, I'm going to be fighting cars all over the place. Well, we actually rode on cars to Sepulveda Boulevard, not up, in the, not up in the past. But we figured Sepulveda would be a mess. And much to our delight, it wasn't. And it showed what can happen when we get on the streets and we don't have to duke it out with cars. We don't have to have that 5,000-pound car against that 170 pounds of bicycle and rider, in my case. Anyway, one final thought. This is, again, another step. We need you to support this thing. We want this to pass. We want to see this become part of the city wall. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your great activism. Dennis Ivan is excellent. That is Ted Rogers. Hi, my name is Dennis Ivan, and uh, we should look toward uh, the most successful uh, Northern European countries and how they are able to get Green Deal bicycling, and one of those elements is uh, very stringent laws protecting the vulnerable bicyclists. Uh, unfortunately, in the city of Los Angeles, we uh, require that the bicyclists uh, share the road with motorized vehicles. This creates some very uh, harrowing experiences for the bicyclists, including throwing cigarette butts at them, uh, uh, soda, coffee, uh, trying to run them off the road. Several of those I've heard about or experienced myself. And when you do that with vulnerable travelers uh, such as bicyclists, it discourages them. And we certainly don't need in the city of Los Angeles
from the um, public uh, comment now we've gotten to uh, some of the city councilmen and of course city councilman Wesson uh, talking about this and we're going to hear more from the city council in case you just tune in this is Bike Talk on KPFK on the podcast and of course uh, Kill Radio Broadcasting Live I am DJ Chicken Leather filling in for uh, the vacationing he's back there and you think he's just on his uh, own little uh, kind of uh, 
extravaganza sort of uh, summer thing, but uh, I have to I have to feel for Nick. He's back there in 114 degree weather. It sounds like he went to Death Valley and they forgot to bring water. So I'm going to remind you: please stay hydrated. I know in New York they've uh, asked everybody to reduce their uh, um, air conditioning down to 79 and they said or, or in the 70s and they said oh geez i'm not going to keep cool that way well it, it just means that they have electricity which would even be worse if they didn't have electricity and of course uh, a lot of it is because uh, there there is that lack of green space everybody thinks of places like uh, new york having uh, you know central park and some other parks and stuff but quite honestly it's a lot of asphalt there and uh, they'll be the first one to admit that but uh, it just sort of retains the heat. Similarly, here in Los Angeles, I'm looking out, and it's just this different shades of gray here today with a lot of traffic. So whatever you can do to uh, stay hydrated and uh, maybe reduce your carbon footprint. Um, the traffic is moving a little bit better, but I, I think that's only because uh, uh, people are gotten to their sort of designated um, destination and um, decided that uh, why, why drive? Let's take public transportation, which seems to be just a, a nexus here. As I said before, we're at the, uh, a hub here for a lot of transit and stuff and a lot of people doing everything from riding the odd skateboard to, of course, the bicycle. It is Bike Talk. Let's get back to the city council meeting and some of the city council members talking about this bill, the anti-harassment bill. Um, this is the discussion before the vote. Uh, I think we're going to hear a little bit later on from um, the the law, the lawyer, about what this does. It actually puts Los Angeles um, on the map, and we're going to hear if indeed it passes. Oh, my God. Well, it's kind of a no-brainer because we played the press conference after. But, hey, hey, we can still hold you in suspense. Kill Radio, maybe not that much suspense. All right, here we go. Thank you very much, and thank you to our chair for Eric Garcetti. Don't worry, Mr. Press, if you're a little wobbly, you've got some of the best instructors in the city. Out there. 
City Councilman uh, uh, Reyes, Ed Reyes, uh, who uh, actually I see we, we've seen him out there on a couple occasions, uh, even sporting uh, a bike uh, which we loaned him, the Flying Pigeon. And of course, we mentioned the Flying Pigeons because they also are sponsoring or sponsoring uh, a couple of riders for this week's uh, Coastal Break Challenge. The last one in the series, something of a um, alley cat out there in the mountains. So, uh, wow. That's that's coming up uh, tomorrow afternoon. I think this is the last one in the series, so it'll decide who's going to be this year's Coaster Break Challenge kind of thing. Uh, last week, Flying Pigeon got on the podium. That's right. Uh, uh, Charlie was able to negotiate on uh, a built-up KHS model. Uh, I think we've seen him out there on a, a fixie kind of pigeon, so maybe... It's only a matter of time before they get a coaster break uh, wheel on the back of it, uh, perhaps today, because the race is tomorrow. We'll know more about it, uh, and we'll report on that uh, next week doing the big extravaganza. Also, next week is over at the Bike Oven 3706 North Figaro, the big end-of-the-month uh, film extravaganza. We missed a month or two because of uh, the... Chapacabras and a, a couple of other bike holidays. So um, 
we're going to see about putting in a new sound system and, and getting you, that's right, the cinema experience of your life, uh, reporting not only on what's happened in the last couple of weeks um, with uh, these issues in biking, but uh, also some of the issues in the past, including uh, some highlights from the mom and the papa's uh, bike ride. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, musical interludes from, let's see, Thunderstorm, uh, the old school ride, uh, Bobby G and the not a Ciclavia Ciclavia. And what else can we pick on you? Oh, of course, that coaster break. We'll have a little bit of things. We're trying to get um, um, Will Campbell. We know we talked to him at the last uh, kind of bike event about coming down and showing us some of his GoPro things that he records his rides with. And with that in mind, also Danny and his uh, significant other are going to, who have been uh, doing their own little direction about ghost bikes. And we thought we were going to have Active come down here. We tried to get a hold of him, but the phone seems to be dead. Perhaps he didn't plug his cell phone in. He was supposed to come down and race the show. So we were going to call him at the beginning of the show, and he was going to race down here and tell us about the new uh, ghost bike he's put up. I know he did one before that we um, sort of broadcast about uh, Manny, who was just going to the corner to get... Uh, some DVDs and ride back, and he got uh, uh, not only harassed but gunned down on his bicycle. So that's another level of kind of uh, not just harassment but just downright assault. And, and we heard um, Mr. Rogers talk about how, yeah, you know, a cop will show up and look at it like a traffic accident when it, it should be uh, a criminal act or, or something, and this allows with this new legislation, some sort of civil thing. So anyway, I jumped the gun and told you what's going on. They they did pass it, and we're going to hear more about it. Let's get back to the city council people. And, of course, I think it's Tommy LeBond just talking about his opinion. City councilman, Tom LeBond. It's, uh, it's an opportunity that has changed. It's a developing way to move around. And it is uh, positive. Generally, we talk about Northern Europe. Northern Europe, uh, they do have respect. Uh, and other cities have respect for the uh, bicycle. They do stop and look at their mirror and let them right away pass. Education is so important. Education to all of us that there are more and more people. A tragedy, there was an accident last night in the Central City uh, here on ramp. Tragically. I know in uh, uh, European cities, 
This is Michelle Mallory and uh, Tom Lavange with the quick editing on Channel 35. It almost looks like uh, there's some uh, drama here, that quick kind of Russian kind of staccato kind of editing here. Um, th- this is confusing. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Uh, I, th- I think it's a point of safety. If you can ride your bike safely on the sidewalk, some people feel safer that way. Uh, all power to you. Um, there's a lot of us that believe that we are part of traffic. I personally don't like to ride on some streets just because it's too busy. And you, you, from a safety issue, sometimes you have to move over to the sidewalk and uh, just just to feel like you're you're. That's right. Uh, sort of asserting your sort of humanity sometimes. Having said that, uh, the. Uh, they were discussing the letter of the law, and apparently in within the city of Los Angeles, it's okay to ride on some sidewalks. Uh, they were citing things like uh, Hollywood Boulevard where uh, pedestrian things. I, I find that if you have to do that, you might want to go at a slower rate of speed, not necessarily like uh, doing the mountain ride or mountain bike path kind of course kind of speed where you're just tearing all hell. It's more like um, you're at a slow kind of pace and if somebody stops you, you you'll say yes yes and in fact was just trying to say safe i was in fear of uh the horrible traffic that might hit me and maim me uh, which, which usually sometimes is a good you know introduction to to like having a conversation with of all people that's right there's some somebody that's trying to uh catch you for uh, ordinances or what have you. Uh, I find that I just stay off streets like that. They're they're just too busy to begin with, unless you have to get from point A to B or something. And a lot of people say, well, you know, if you know the area, you might be able to get back. But just just like um, everybody in Los Angeles, I I've taken a lot of people on a a bike tour of Los Angeles. So it's almost like uh, sightseeing. And, and we heard Ross talk about how. The economic boost um, on bikes, of all things, uh, you can see more. You can experience the city more. It's almost like being out there without that uh, um, little steel boxes that uh, we've heard the police talk about on on many occasions. I'm talking about the ban, not the ch- uh, chief back and his his people, but uh, they talk about those little metal boxes and synchronicity and stuff. 
Anyway, I, I digress. Let's get back to <laughs> the, um, the city council meeting here with some of the uh, legal ramifications of this ordinance they're going to pass. I think Tom Obans was being the devil's advocate, bringing all these things up so he could uh, show them that Michelle Howard was, in fact, an advocate of this as opposed to a deterrent, bringing up all these issues. Just to paraphrase Mr. Laban, she's talking about the evolution here, about uh, the first bike lanes that were over. And um, that's right, uh, um, the Griffith Park area, which everybody sort of dismisses because they say, hey, shouldn't the park be like this to begin with? Shouldn't it be able to, you can ride your bike? Apparently, um, you have to ride through the park and not ride in the park, which is uh, a little bit different for people. I, I like to see that kind of change because now, in, in theory, all these parks that you sort of ride through anyway are are actually restricted. I found that yesterday over at uh, MacArthur Park when the police sort of said, hey, you, you need to walk your bike through here. I think it was also just a crowd thing, but uh, this is something that might be addressed later on. Let's get back to Tom LeBunge talking and the city council ready to vote. Here we go. Thank you very much. Uh, there's no question that this uh, is long overdue. Unfortunately, uh, it appears that by the fact that we don't have the kind of teeth we need to enforce the laws for cyclists, whether they're being or wrong or knocked down or in some cases. 
This is uh, yet another city councilman here. Here we go. Uh, worse than that, it seems that we don't uh, have the kind of ordinance in place that will allow us to make sure that there's a true deterrent in this city, that people understand that it's not okay. Uh, I'll use a case in point. Uh, when this council passed the Animal Cruelty Task Force, when we started the process, we knew it was something positive and good. But in the middle of the process, we
six years old, we were bouncing around, likes to get in the fight today. When I got him on Venice Boulevard, I got to tell you, I felt really good that I had at least a spot that I could feel somewhat safe in as I was riding my bicycle. So what we're doing right now is also video casting this, and this can be seen all over America on all the nice new social medias. And we hope that this will have a ripple effect so that other cities and counties and states also put a piece of legislation in front of their elected bodies to give cyclists rights and protections as they go on the road. So thank you all, and I look forward to a yes vote on this. Thank you, Madam President. Mr. Lamont. I've all the United States. I want to say hello to everybody in the United States. But also remember what Mick Jagger said at 12 by 5 at the end of the song. He said, if you're out tonight and you're on the flight, don't forget to wear a white. That's what Mick said. said 40 years ago. But cycling is so important. Congratulations. First steps. Everybody, more to do. Thank you, Mr. Rosenthal. Big hand for Billy. One time. So in case you just tuned in, this is Bike Talk, and we're listening to the wheels of, that's right, uh, uh, the city council uh, sort of churning away on this anti-harassment thing. We've been listening all morning to public comment. And uh, as mentioned before uh, by Russ, uh, who was commenting about some of the things this allows you uh, from a civil point of view to uh, um, be able to take some action now when before it would would have been uh, a little bit impossible and in fact uh, everybody thinks of it as as education but it was uh, i i think uh, the city and slash police's way of, of just staying away from the fray of this which is kind of sad because if you look at this it is a civil rights kind of issue that uh, um, bike riders should uh, be able to utilize the road just like a, a a vehicle or something. We forget that uh, at the early part of the uh, 20th century, being in the 21st now, but the early part of the 20th century, uh, the car was not the dominant factor. And in fact, in a lot of places uh, like uh, Pasadena, I, I remember being at, at places like the um, uh, Cycle Cafe that it had pictures that uh, Dennis Crowley took or Dennis Crowley's collection of uh, how Pasadena used to have what is now the Arroyo Seco was just a elevated bicycle, wooden bicycle kind of board uh, walk that you could ride. And uh, lo and behold, it was only later on when somebody tried to cash in with charging a nickel to cross over the bridge. A lot of people said, well, screw this. I'm going to go around on the uh, bicycle and, and ride my bike over there instead of taking the bridge. It's kind of a, a twist around that all these uh, bridges and tunnels and things that we sort of take granted it's probably started out with the bicycle. And um, it, it was kind of sad that uh, the city didn't uh, encourage. I know that they were trying to get all that road work, and, in fact, they finished uh, early. But it would have been nice that some of the unused road that they just blocked off could have been utilized for bicycles and sort of give back the transportation corridors. Uh, let, it, let us all share and get that photo off for people. I know there's been a few online, uh, including the uh, scandalous one 
that we'll uh, only allude to and not talk about too much here on Bike Talk. Anyway, that being said, uh, chicken leather in for the vacationing people. We were expecting a couple of guests. Uh, still time. Uh, we put out the note, but let's get to the vote here. Uh, the President Pro Tem, Ms. Han. Is it Han or is it... Uh Somebody else here. Well, we're going to find out right now and let them uh, see if they'll vote here on this ordinance. Here we're going to hear more discussion by the city grinding away at this ordinance. You know, a lot of people have been commented on the social thing about how they didn't want to vote or anything, but it looks like even the pro temp uh, Miss uh, Perry, Jam Perry, uh, vote, voted on this, and in fact, it was a unanimous vote from the communication from the city attorney and the ordinance about the first consideration relative to prohibiting uh, harassment of bicyclists. Uh, Alicon Gardinas, uh, Englander, Coretz, Krikorian, uh, Labange, Parks, Reyes, Rosendahl, Weston, and Garcetti all in the positive over this issue. Uh, number 19, 12 yeses, no noes. Pretty, pretty awesome. So uh, we're moving along here. Here's a couple more comments. So we, we just followed the, the whole range of people coming through here. Um, pretty pretty fantastic as you as you uh, have heard here anyway um, one of the other things that we got to do was uh, talk to uh, and we, we thought we were going to have a guest in here that was going to comment about the the, uh, the jets versus bikes uh, kind of issue that happened last week as you know the Ciclavia was uh, not so much canceled, but put on hold until, uh, uh, I guess, the fall as they explore some new things. And um, But what it did, it gave it an opportunity to some of the uh, just local entities to come out and, and in, sort of embrace this. And we, we played some of that last week for you about uh, some of the other uh, people that embraced it. Similarly, uh, with uh, the... Carmageddon kind of issue, which which is going to be repeated. So there's going to be like a a son or bride of Carmageddon coming up. If you want to follow along the horror lines of that, the horror film lines, there is a sequel to it. Only in Los Angeles, uh, film capital, will you will you get sequels like that? But um, we we were uh, one one of the positive things was uh, the fact in a, a sort of a a much publicized demonstration from JetBlue was along with their $4 flights and their huge carbon footprint. Uh, I don't think you needed a jet. Uh, a lot of other people took at the same point, not only their bikes and showed the efficiency of the bike, but they also took public transportation. You know, Gary got out there from the Midnight Riders and decided to do that. A lot of people just taking the blue line down. We had some calls coming in last week about that. And, um, this this was my chance to talk to the man himself from um, Midnight Riders, right. um, talking to Roadblock about uh, this thing, and, he, and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about it here and what happened last week during Carmageddon. Everybody kind of forgets this. This was just a week ago that people were in fear of their lives. Is it is this a point where I should uh, cue the scary music just just because? 
people always feel like, hey, uh, you know, Carmageddon, yeah, we, we so quickly we forget, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the only reason we can remember things like this is because we have a soundtrack to it. Kind of the, uh, similarly at the bike oven, we had a whole uh, month of just what do you listen to when you ride your bike or what, what sounds do you hear? Besides the obvious ones of the environment, uh, a lot of people run around with uh, looking at uh, an iPod as their safety equipment or something to pace them, something to get them going. We like to think that every time you hear Carmageddon, you should hear some sort of hoodoo voodoo. That's right. Everybody's looking at his karma again, K-A-R-M-A, as opposed to C-A-R. Well, yeah, baby, I'm not dead yet. Anyway, let's ask him about jets versus bikes here on Kill Radio. Don, why I got you up there, can I talk to you about uh, racing jets just for a second? Jet versus bike. You, you did the jet versus bike this weekend. Obviously, it was a stunt, but uh, it brings to mind a lot of other things that people, you actually got here faster than, uh, than a jet, which we think of as being speed, but sometimes there's other kind of detractions in there. My, my question to you is, do you think people will start embracing the bicycle as you walk closer and closer? <laughs> As you, as you embrace the bicycle, do, do you think that people will start looking at it more? I already more? saw it happening at the finish line. There were yeah. people that, that uh, were inspired by the story, and they took transit, they walked, somebody roller skated. Um, you know, there was like a bike ride that showed up from North Long Beach, um, a bunch of youngsters on bikes. I mean, people were inspired by it. I see it on Twitter, um, flight versus bike, and you see somebody saying, I'm inspired by flight versus bike I went out and bought a bike couldn't have been you know couldn't have asked for anything better so uh, stage two what's next stage two <laughs> the pilot... oh, should we keep that for the bike show <laughs> Give we're gonna race we're gonna race nuclear missiles ah that's to, a good uh... one that's a good one yes <laughs> but, but we uh, we talk about that when we, when we bring up all these things uh, we want to change it from the bike being just a toy or something that's looked at as a novelty and actually looked at as uh, an answer to some of our transportation and energy problems and other things too. Yeah, the pro an answer for obesity, an answer for pollution, for, I mean, when I'm sitting in a car, I'm kind of tense and I'm angry because I'm stuck in traffic. When I'm on a bike, the elements are there, you, you feel more like a, just a part of the, the environment. I mean, it, it, it's, more, it's a calming thing. Now, uh, they haven't harassed you or anything, right? The jets or anything like that? <laughs> well, we wanted to keep it fair, so Wolfpack Hustle committed to stopping at the lights, the stop signs, observing all the traffic laws, and we have had our own witness on the JetBlue flight to make sure that the pilot didn't, you know, do any Jump rolling stops. No anything. rolling stops on the tarmac. No cutting other jets off. <laughs> you know, trying to get ahead. We kept it fair on both sides. Well, well see, that's something too. The, the last Midnight Riders you did, it, it harkened back to a time when you, you actually obeyed everything, obeyed uh, all the rules, obeyed all the traffic, and I think people have had more of a. A, a great kind of uh, uh, ride that time. They yeah, that last Midnight Riders was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, really we was. got split up into five groups, but we realized 
that it was still fun because the original Midnight Riders was eight people and that was fun. If we get into split up into groups of 20 people and we're stopping at the lights along the way, it's still fun. I, I think it's actually better to slower speed because you see all the, the obstacles out there on the road. Uh, yeah. Not just another I mean, bike. We were rider. crawling. We were going yes. eight miles an yes, hour. We were. we were timing the lights uh -huh. and by the time we got to that uh, to uh, the, the Pacific uh, Pan Pacific Park we had that timed lights thing down to the point where we were going eight miles an hour. <laughs> now, now, you were criticized afterwards for the sort of post show or the post party with Thunderstorm. Went into the criticized for Thunderstorm? <laughs> How can that ever happen? No, we weren't criticized for that. Alright, well, it is uh, Kill Radio here. Oh, wait a second. Hey, Sorry about that. We're we're trying to uh, get the phone back up. So hold on a second. I like to think you were part of the party control. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting dilemma. Partying after the ride. We got to work on that. The fun factor was actually something. It's hard to hold back the fun. Yes. So. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Let's shake. All right. Left-handed shake. Oh, oh. Right. Here we go. And uh, of course, it's not a left-handed shake when we have this uh, gentleman on the phone. This, of course, Eric, uh, with something of the. That's right. The report going on. I got to be honest. It might might seem like the Tour de France is still being decided right now. Um, I I haven't gotten to uh, look at any of the thing today because uh, last night I was. Doing a little bit of, uh, let's just say, tech repair so I could bring this show to you to t this morning. Um, uh, how is the Tour de France going? I hear they do a bike race over there, right? <laughs> yeah, um, and today was the penultimate day. It concludes tomorrow. How, how's Andy doing? Andy, well, I'm pretty sure he was on a high the past two days because um, he was feeling really confident because on stage 19, he... You know, he attacked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that mountain stage, I believe it was the Galibier. And, you know, he, he broke off actually with, with a good amount of kilometers before him. You know, it's that's not really seen nowadays in modern racing, you know, when a rider just breaks off with like 50-something K to go. And especially he did. And, and wins. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do, usually they let him go and they laugh because they say, oh, we're going to catch him and like, you know. We'll catch him, you know, before yeah, this. That, but... that, that's usually the way it goes. And, I mean, right. Andy broke off. He, he caught up with, with the other guys who were in the break. He had another teammate, Maximum Ford, waiting for him to, you know, so he could do his little pacing of the climb. But, you know, um, when you're not a man like Andy and you're doing the work for, you know, several kilometers, you eventually burn out and, you know, you let your captain go ahead and do the rest of the work by himself. And, yeah, like you said, it, it worked. And um, he got the stage win. He was within, I believe, a few seconds from the yellow jersey, but it was actually yesterday that he got it because Thomas Vokler's, uh, I guess you'd say his climbing legs weren't firing as they were the past few, the past week, actually, that, that he had the yellow jersey. But, um, yeah, like I said, he was probably on a high because, you know, he felt really confident going into the, the, today's um, time trial. He actually thought he had a pretty good gap on Cadell Evans to, you know, finally win the Tour de France as opposed to the previous two years where he's come in second. Yeah. So uh, having mentioned that, uh, even, a, even a Frenchman uh, sort of appeasing the, the locals uh, got up on the podium this last week, too. Yeah. Um, Thomas Vokler's teammate, Pierre Roland, yesterday in um, the climb to the to up the west, uh, it was actually a surprise because he was with uh, Samuel Sanchez and Alberto Contador, 
which are like two of the best climbers in, in the business. And uh, I don't know what was wrong with them, but he managed to, you know, outclimb them and get the stage win yesterday. But not only that, he also he, he took the lead in the best young riders classification, taking that jersey away from Team Sky's Rigoberto Uran. So, you know, Team Europe car is actually having a great race. You know, it, it wasn't up until yesterday that the French actually had their first stage win at the Tour de France. You know, the, yeah, they had Thomas Vaucler, who was who's also French in the yellow jersey, but, you know, the French usually always look to their um, compatriots to get a stage win for them, and it finally came through for them yesterday with Pierre Rowland. Fantastic. So uh, tomorrow, Champs-Élysées, who's, who's running in? We're yeah. winning this thing. Tomorrow, the Champs-Élysées, and with today's time trial, well, you could... You can safely say that Cadell Evans is the winner of the 2011 Tour de France. Pretty, pretty insane. Cadell Evans from uh, a mountain bike kind of uh, tradition back there in Australia, huh? Yeah, and um, he's actually making history being the first Australian to win the race. He's been runner-up in 2007 and in 2008, and now finally, you know, this is going to be much more sweeter for him. Uh, standing on the top step of the podium with the yellow jersey in Paris, that's truly going to be something for him, and Australians are really going to have something to celebrate because um, I read earlier this week that if he won the Tour de France, they're actually going to make a holiday commemorating his Tour win. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So it might be worth going down to Australia just to, uh, I know this seems really radical, but uh, maybe they'll drink in Australia over this one, huh? Yeah, I mean, they, they <laughs> surely have something to drink about. You know, it's um, Australian cycling is truly getting, you know, a big reputation now. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, Cadell Evans, this is a win that's very well deserved from him you know he he's worked so hard for for this win uh he came into this tour looking as one of the best contenders and you know throughout the three weeks he's shown he he truly is the most not the strongest but maybe the most consistent rider yeah in the, in the jc or what they call the general classification i i know that uh before this cadell also uh, uh was able to uh, get the the Grand, what is it, the Grand Nationals or the Grand Tour, uh, he, he wore that uh, multicolored kind of jersey from a oh, couple the, of years ago. World Championship. Yeah, right. He, so yeah. He, it's, he's no stranger to this kind of level of, of racing and stuff, having, having uh, won different uh, stages of both the Welta and the Giro before this. But, yeah, uh, well, he, he never won the, the Welta. He, he actually, well, not winning the Welta, but winning uh, stages on it, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, Cadell um, Evans has always been, you know, um, a pretty consistent um, rider for for these three week Grand Tours, but yeah. he's never really. Um, he's it's always been bad luck with him because he always he always usually has a bad day where he loses exactly an amount of time that you know really draws him back from the general classification. But um, he stood on top of the podium and like I said, um, the Tour de France twice in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, and in two thousand nine he was third at the Vuelta. But you know this is yeah. probably going to be his best result. You know, top step of the podium. Oh, absolutely, bike race of you know, in the world, the Tour de France, that's truly something for him. And, you know, I actually heard from some interviews that he was actually in tears. Yeah, he, I remember the last time he won, that that was the big thing. He's he's almost like the, uh, he, he was uh, just so happy his wife came out and joined him. I, I guess he lives over in... Um, um, Switzerland. Right, and so yeah. this is this is all just like the old turf, just to race around. He's, he sort of goes back to Australia, but he, he lives here now. Yeah, and that you mentioned, you know, that, you know, he, he won the, the World Championships. You know, ever since he, he won the World Championships in 2009, he's been a changed rider because mostly people always accuse him of being 
typical wheel sucker where he's just, you know, stayed behind people and never right, really right. attacked, you know. But, you know, this year's Tour de France, you know, we really saw him up there, you know, attacking and following attacks and all that. It, it's a totally different Cadell than, you know, most people are used to seeing. And because of that, now he, he's the winner. For yeah. France this year. Go ahead. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like you said, tomorrow the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. Uh, well, well, on the uh, the the big bound there, the Juarez, uh, we saw a lot of the 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 clowning and everything come out, but uh, also uh, some sort of like uh, uh, balance and things. I know that they were racing. Was it Contador or Basso with the uh, the doctor's uniform and the and the blood bag, sort of suggesting uh, the doping thing? Even the even the public is looking at it like like uh, comic escape or or something now. This doping scandal, right? Yeah, I mean the. I mean, even before the tour started, during the team presentations, right. Alberto did not get a very warm welcome from the fans. He was booed when they introduced him. So, I mean, even though his um his doping case is still pending and it's still not, you know, sure whether you know he's gonna be cleared to race or whether he's gonna get a suspension or not, you know, um, the public really doesn't like it when a when a rider is found accused of doping and actually, you know. Because you know it's bad, it's bad publicity for the sport. You know, right? And and and, and just just touching on that, um, we've seen in the last couple of weeks with uh, news of the world and a couple other things how the media is playing in this. How do you think? Just uh, between you and me, the coverage has been on on versus and something. Just from a uh, an honest kind of thing. I know that they have to pay the bills with a lot of commercials and they replay the tour every day. But in your opinion, how how has the coverage been in the last couple of weeks? Um, well. Considering that it's the really pretty much the, the only coverage that that I'm able to to get, exactly, I, I it's, it's pretty good. You know, um, Phil Liggett and Paul Sherwin as good as commentators as they are. You know, I always do find that they do make mistakes in their commentating. You know, um, confusing writers or confusing teams or saying a writer's from a certain team when he's not. Um, but I mean, I guess you got to kind of understand these guys are getting old, but, uh, <laughs> Oh, so you're tagging it up to, to olding. Well, maybe we need somebody like you in there, but I, I think it's also just, uh, they can, you know, there's so much information that's coming through and they have to like sort of regurgitate yeah, it out. Like, yeah. When you're looking at a race and, um, you're only able to see the, the back of the rider or maybe even the front, because, I mean, me, when I see a rider from the front, you know, pretty much every rider looks the same with a, gla- with a pair of glasses. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing you really got to go by is the number on their back, you know, and sometimes you're not even to, to you're not even able to, you know, tell who it is by that number, so you kind of make a guess by saying who it is, and then later on you find out it wasn't the rider you said, you go, well, okay, well, I made a mistake, it was actually him, but, you know, those are um, mistakes that are, that are often, you know, well, would you, you could just like look past them and say, "Well, that's understandable." But they, they do actually. They Paul and Phil do a really great job of commentating. You know, they make the race exciting. You can tell that they love what they do. But also during prime time, you have um, Bob Roll, who's also getting pretty good. So I mean, versus as far as coverage goes, um, I can't complain much about it. They they do their job well. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that being said, the tour ends tomorrow. Uh, the big Champs-Élysées kind of kind of thing. You know what? What I really miss, and this is the reason I brought it up, is uh, places like I know Channel Two used to used to uh, buy kind of like the rebroadcasting thing and do like a weekly report. And I noticed this year they haven't been doing it, and it, and it's really sad because this was something that I kind of looked forward to. 
uh, on their on their sports roundup, and and it it just really seemed like there wasn't a tour. I mean, I, I obviously there was a tour, but it just seemed like the exclusivity rights. It almost seemed like the NBA had done a couple years ago. And in fact, I wonder if the balance between oh, we're going to sell this exclusively, so you have to get cable or get some sort of thing, but therefore you're kind of hurting the sport. So is it about making more money, but you lose ridership, or is it about keeping and, and increasing ridership, but you might not make every dollar this way, but you'll get it back later on the, on the backside. So I wonder if that's something that uh, the industry may want to think about in the future when they, when they carry these things and stuff. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it probably has something to do with the fact that, you know, some news stations probably look at it as like, well, cycling's not that big here. Exactly, so. exactly. But yeah. I, I think they're looking at it like, like uh, does, does things like, uh, uh, you know, what we would call the echelon of cycling, you know, the higher kind of racing and stuff really translate down to kids on their bicycle, you know, around the neighborhood and stuff. It, I, I mean, we don't have that tradition yet, but I, I think um, we could uh, build toward it. And everybody says, well, what's the advantage of that? Well, I think it's just a higher profile, um, uh, better kind of uh, uh, visibility that might bring uh, other issues, not not just about cycling, but uh, of, of life, ethics, things of that that uh, have been embraced by cycling at a, at a higher level might might filter down to the lower level. Anyway, uh, Eric, as we sort of wrap this up, um, any any parting thoughts about the, the tour in the minute or two we have left? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, the general classification is wrapped up. Cadell Evans is going to have a lot to celebrate today and tomorrow because tomorrow, of course, you know, the whole race concludes. You know, Andy Schleck is down by over a minute and a half, and you don't usually see an attack succeeding in the Champs-Élysées. No, no. It's, it, it would be funny if they did. They usually are sitting around basically yeah, and, hoisting and if a, champagne. If a break actually succeeds, it's only by a handful of seconds. Yeah. Like you, Especially a rider like Andy Schleck, uh, yeah. he, he, can't actually, he can't possibly pull that much time on. Cadell Evans on a day like tomorrow. So tomorrow it's all about the sprinters. Right. Um, yeah, you're gonna see. A, so, a somebody will win the stage, but it's kind of already set in stone. Yeah, like uh, like I mentioned last week, sprints have become way too predictable ever since Mark Cavendish came onto the scene. But yeah, um, you know, you still have the teams that, that are willing to fight it out to give him a run for his money. Um, he's leading the the points classification, which is um, a classification that's mainly um, for the sprinters. But, you know, because of the past two days that they've been outside of the time limit, they've actually deducted some of his points away from him. So now it's a, it's a tighter battle. He, he only has a 25-point lead um, behind the Spaniard, Jose Rojas. So, I mean, in the intermediate sprint, you know, there's going to be a fight between the movie star team and Mark's HTC team. And, of course, down to the line, that's where all the fireworks are really going to pop. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great stage for sure, even though... Like I said, you know, chances are Mark Cavendish is going to win. Do they, do they really have fireworks? Uh, no, I'm just saying, you know, when the... <laughs> well, maybe during the podium ceremony when, you know, but I'm pretty sure it's mainly just confetti. Uh, all, I, all I ever see when I watch these things is the... Is, and I and I, I don't think I'm I'm out of line saying this, but I always see the, the girls out there. The and they, they're always kissing. It seems like there's a lot of kissing and stuff. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, after yeah. When you pull on a jersey or you win a stage, you get the kisses from yeah, the podium. Yeah, yeah, and, and everybody should get the kisses. All right, having having said that, one one last thing on a personal level I want to do. I want to wish your uh, 
I guess your sister, she's going to be 15, right? Quinceañera. Yeah, well, she, she turned 15 on February, but we actually um, decided to do it up until now. Oh, I like that. Maybe maybe bicycling can take a take a cue from you and uh, do the do the tour during the winter one year, and uh, maybe uh, the Giro, you know, in the fall or the summer. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, I know. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Hey, thanks a lot, Eric. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Okay, that of course, Eric, on our uh, on our phone here, um, telling us about that's right, uh, the Tour de France, and of course, this is Bike Talk on um, Kill Radio on KPFK on the podcast, and um, we we want to end, of course, with uh, a little bit as we've alluded to before, the local kind of uh, uh, nothing to be afraid of, more or less, but uh, the local kind of. Uh, Racing here. That's right. The <laughs> oh no, you you cued the Carmageddon music again. No, we we just want to tell everybody about. That's right. Uh, the uh, the people that have been coming out, and we want to show them our support for. Uh, that's right. Uh, the Costa Rica challenge. Let's listen to a little bit of, as alluded right, before. Here it is. They came all that way out. to the valley for really us. Appreciate it. That's great. Thanks. Good finish. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Survivor. Yeah, thanks, guys. So All you right. came out here. I saw you on the course out yeah, there. Yeah, no, yeah. That was, was, that was awesome. I was trying to get a gander. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty interesting Yeah, stuff. I saw you like up on the top rock up there. Yeah, I didn't think you went out there just for your own health because you kept on cheering. a little bit. It's cool. That's cool. Exploration. So thanks for bringing Charlie out here. Good observation. I, I thought Charlie was actually riding his bike out here with you guys. Right. <laughs> so, so when he got out here... He rides around. I'm thinking, oh, so how, how'd you come out? Did you take the, the orange on? He says, no, no, he drove me on. I said, oh, here, I'm thinking you took that car out here. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky, Charles. See, now you know you're, you're done when you, you sort of feel your head and you can just feel like all the all the dirt coming off in your hand. So you know you're done. All right. Awesome. <sighs> Support crew. All right. Wow. So you guys are doing coaster races in Santa Barbara too? Yeah, a little different format. Uh huh. Involving. Uh, a little more drinking, but uh, um, well, you have to do a beer every lap, or yeah. Something? It's a four lap race. Oh, I love it already. It's a, it's a fun race. You'll have to give me a root beer. <laughs> you can have a pinch drinker, yeah. Pinch drinker, <laughs> some big fat guy, yeah. Drink, oh, I already drank four. Oh, the bro, I just keep going. Yeah, we usually That's do great. like a what is it? Three quarters of a half lap. Yeah, some dirt, some pavement, and mandatory skids on the turns. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like skidding. I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, skidding, skidding in the trenches there. Uh, well, it is another edition of Bike Talk uh, in the can here. Uh, let's see if we can't get to the preview of what's coming up tomorrow in the Costa Rica Challenge. We alluded to it before that it was going to be, that's right, about uh, of, uh, a, um, let's just say, 
Uh, it's supposed to be a uh, alley cat on mountain bikes. Here, let's let Paul explain. Sci-fi, thinly veiled thing. Like course Park. next week. Tell Leopard us about Tom the course next week. Next week, it's going to be more like an alley cat. Oh. Picking up cars. There goes the kids from Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. They had a, what was it, one out of three finished or one out of four? One out of four. They said they Jesus left at 4 Christ. To get here? No, they almost weren't going to like yeah, be able to get They here. rushed it, but they got here. That's what counts. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad awesome. they came. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, alley cat, alley cat sort of thing. Five buckets scattered about this place. You have to find each bucket, get a card out of each one, mm. and then return. And the first one to do that is the winner. All so right. it's not just how fast you can pedal, it's also how fast can you find things. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Five buckets. The middle of nowhere, right? Out here in the valley? All in the valley? Are you gonna make us go to like Long Beach and come back? No, out? it's in the periphery <laughs> of the valley. It's it's Santa Clarita. We don't have the range of San Fernando Valley. What about the wild card? Okay. Is it like mini bikes or anything crazy? No, this this is it. The alley cat is the the kind of wild card race. Okay, so this goes back to like the first ones where you had an alley cat. A repeat the of the first one. Yeah. I think it was it's time. Last All time right. we did it with eight or nine people and now if we do it with 20 it'll be even more hellacious yeah. okay sounds good looking looking forward to seeing you next week here mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm. peace mm-hmm. out Nah, I was just relaxing. <laughs> so, <laughs> place. Hey, there you go. Top ten. <laughs> awesome, you came in. I did. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you for the encouragement on no, the I road. I thought PJ was eight. I don't think I could have. Uh, seventh. I'm in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't think I could have done it without you. No, that's not and true. And my hamster in the back. Oh, that's all right. Yes, it is another edition of Bike Talk. KPFK on the podcast and, of course, Kill Radio next week. More extravaganzas. I think it's Bikes on Chicks. We'll confirm that. All right, here we go. Peace out, everybody. Ride safely.